Welcome back to the Pleasure Temple, everyone. We are once again here with Liz Gillum for the second part of our conversation, Hollywood and Relationship Models. Enjoy. My hometown is just 90 minutes above Tallahassee, Florida, Blakely, Georgia. So mm-hmm. I know. I Blakely when I go to Atlanta, I take 27. I sure do. All the way through. Yeah. Okay. So I know I was born and reared in that culture. It was wild to see that to me. And they were trying, the women were trying to explain it to me. They were like, it's an expectation. I was like, but I don't know why. I don't Listen, understand why. It, seriously, I was raised in this too. It was like, and Teresa knows this. I, my mom had told me, you know, uh, if somebody, if you ain't fucking your man, somebody else will. And I'm like, where Becky at? Cause shit, I need a pinch hitter today. Fine. Dude. Like, cause you, girl, <laughs> could you get in here anyway? And and the fixing of the you plate, do your job, she, please. <laughs> right? It's like she was fixing my stepdad's plate, and she would make me do it sometimes. And and I would do it for him because I genuinely liked him. Like he was a dude that I would do a lot of shit for. <laughs> like you, you're my dad. I'll make your plate. What you want me to cook you? I <laughs> cook you something. Mm-hmm. But it was because I loved him and we had a really awesome relationship together. And then it wasn't an expectation though. Oh, like, no, it's an expectation but there. with my but, mother growing up, that was the expectation. It was you cook for your man, you feed him, you make his plate. When he get home, he get the biggest piece of chicken girl, you know, this, that, and the other. But at the same time, my mama, this Negro, same person who would cook a whole meal and then clean up when my dad got home. <laughs> Just the same woman, same woman. And then go turn around when I get married and tell me, oh, is you making his dinner? Is you catering to him? Is you making sure? And your party is jumping every time. And I'm like, bitch, if you don't sit down somewhere, I can't with your mixed messages. That's the first thing. No, it goes to like what we were talking about <laughs> earlier in terms of these images that we're being bombarded with, right? And let's go back to the Black church. Let's go back to the concept we talked about earlier, um, the supporting actress. But without the fucking supporting actress, this shit doesn't exist, right? Why do you get all of this? And I grew up in a household. My mom cooked. The last podcast we talked, like, I never ever heard my mom ask my dad to help around the house never ever in you my whole chart in this house you go <laughs> you go get you go your Listen. name <laughs> in my whole entire life i know you go to work but <laughs> guess what you would be doing if i wasn't here ever ever and my mom worked outside the household. Get up. I always joke too. Cereal as a whole in our family, cold cereal with milk, that's treated as a snack because I we got hot breakfast. Like my mom cooked every morning. Every got morning. Every morning. But y'all had to go to school. Mm-hmm. All the way through my <laughs> all the way to high school. All the way till I graduated from high school. Every morning. I know, right? Like I was responsible for making sure I got breakfast from seven years old on to right now. I had to right make now. sure I told her to get toaster strudels on Sunday for grocery shopping or else I wasn't eating. 
Like I had to make sure I told her that we had bread so I could make toast or else I wasn't eating. No, I had to go grocery shopping. Listen, (laughs) I am, my head is off to her. My God, seriously. I had grits every morning. Damn. I I got them early and made them. I had grits every morning. Wow. (laughs) Grits and um, sausage and eggs or what type of whatever baked meat. But my mom did this. Oh my God. Got her kids up. Okay, even when I was in high school, she had to drop me off at school, go to work, come back home. Like, I'm just speaking when we was little. Get your kids up, drop them off, go to work, pick your kids back up. Oh, let me pick up my son because my brother played football from like elementary all the way up. Let me go to practice, pick up the son. Let me go home and cook a hot meal. Jesus. Cook a hot meal. Let me wash clothes. And by then we had the clothesline. We did not have a dryer. So the clothes had to be taken outside and hung up outside to dry. And let me start this over again. So my imagery of what I received I received early on that I didn't like that. I didn't like that. My parent, the women of her generation and the women before, that is the expectation that's crushed them, that crushed them. But yeah. they had nobody else to show them something different because also they lack resources. My mother didn't go to college. My mother mm-hmm. didn't finish high school, you know? She, she um, also didn't go to therapy. Oh, no, she, <laughs> Yeah. No, I'm because the you whole know, therapist. And still. Hold on, sis. Ask me what my master's is in. What's your master's in, sis? Community therapy. Mm. Ask me the fuck what. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That that part. <laughs> that part. You know, I'm an adult child of an alcoholic, my father. Same. I am an adult Same. child of a my mother. What age important. <laughs> and your fucking adult daughter over here was losing her fucking mind at 25 mm-hmm. when I've done everything you told me to do. I went to college. I got a college degree. The only thing I did outside of that was buy a house, but what was next? And now I have no man. I have no husband. What is it supposed to do? This is what was promised. And so at that thought process, talking with other friends, when you achieve so much at such a young age, I I was left at 25, 26, like, fuck, what's next? What's next? What the fuck is this? Oh, let me go back and get a master's degree. Mm-hmm. Because black women- That's always born, what's next. When we bore black women, education is our is our bedmate. That's always what's next. I remember I was teaching, full-time teaching job. I did not want to teach. Family of teachers. I did not want to teach. I, you know what? I did want to teach. I wanted to be a band director. That's what I wanted because I was in band all these years. I wanted to be a high school band director. And my mom told me, no. She's like, you are smart enough to be a doctor. Go do something else. And I was like, yeah, I don't want to be a doctor. I just want to teach kids. And she was like, no, everybody else has done that in our family. You are the one. Me being the youngest grandkid, you are the one who is going to go do something different. And so when I came out with this chemistry degree that I didn't want, because I, I didn't want to go to med school, 
I taught and then it was when are you going back to school? For what? Like I'm here, I got the job, I'm teaching, I got the full-time job, I'm 23, for what? Go get a master's in anything, at least you'll have it. Well, no, I certainly don't want to do that. I don't want to waste my time. Like, <laughs> what are we talking about? Just to have a master's? That costs money. I don't want to do that. Like, and, and it's always that education is the goal and I never wanted a doctorate never wanted because they always just collected them and I didn't want it and now I'm finally getting one and what I want to get one in and I'm here and I've started my consulting firm which is my dream job that I have created teaching people difficult topics through popular culture I've created my dream job yeah a shit ton of edits on my last draft of chapter one of my dissertation I really looked at those edits y'all I looked at them and I was like I don't need this. I don't need this degree. I don't, I'm here. I'm doing what I love. And my mom still said to me at 39, don't get distracted. You can finish that dissertation. But for what? For what? What am I, I don't want to go into academia. I know everything. I've taken every single class. All that's left is for me to write a paper. And they tell me my paper is not good enough. I know I can write. Y'all can keep this. Y'all can keep this because you can write because you can write every day. Like that's the thing is it, every day that that is it's for what for what really to prop up your name to prop up your family to prop up like this colonialist bullshit to prop up the patriarchy. Oh, the PhD that's the goal. Yeah, I, I can get down with somebody calling me motherfucking doctor. Absolutely, sure. I have sure. enough to away with an education specialist if I stop right now I've got enough for an EDS so I'm like let me just go and <laughs> right. I've already completed and my mom was like no 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 you're so close okay but you know what who cares it's a paper <laughs> it's a paper that's all a dissertation is a paper because at the, end of the, doing the work. at the end of the day you've been doing this work before you ever even well, started writing this shit, before you got into this class, before you, before, all of this shit was innate for you mm -hmm. because you're so fucking good at it all the time. And like, I'm not going to ask anybody else. Like, I'm going to call Liz. <laughs> Liz, what you think about this education thing here? Liz, I know you're not homeschooling anymore, but let me, so let's talk about what's going on this, that, the other, because I want to hear what you have to say. You but know, I want to hear- yeah. As Black women get all of this education, it makes us even more undesirable by Black men. By anybody. I'm going to go ahead and go out on that list and mm. say more undesirable to me, anybody. Let's just say by men. To because men, yeah. You're, and I can agree with that. Once again, if I'm looking at all the articles that has came out, single women are getting richer and li living, living longer lives. Single men are miserable, lonely, and dying um, <laughs> by themselves. And that's just been... <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> That's what the literature is showing. That is what the empirical data has revealed the last couple of years of what's going on. Okay. See <laughs> are making more money. 
buying property, traveling, becoming healthier, living longer, enjoying their lives. Single men are growing old by themselves and they are growing lonely because they do not have the emotional intelligence or skill set to cultivate relationships outside of having a woman in their lives that meet all of their needs, including sexual as well as being a mother. Hey. And this Ooh. is what Hollywood is afraid of. And this is is what they've been trying to steer us away from consciously and subconsciously. It is this. Yes. This. Absolutely. You mentioned mentioned, um, family matters. I did. You mentioned (laughs) family matters. Uh Uh-huh. It is a show because we, I don't remember, was it Peacock? It was one of them, I think it was HBO that had all of the classic black sitcoms. And we were so excited because- I mean, we could go, there's a whole ass long list, the Jeffersons, the, you you know, we could go down the list, but family matters, yeah. And we were in, in Fresh Prince. Like we were excited with Adam because we're like, oh man, this is what we grew up on. This is so great. Two episodes of Family Matters. And I was like, we're not doing this. He is a whole stalker. He's inappropriate. He's not <laughs> listening to her cues. He's not con- caring about consent. And we were conditioned to think that he was being sweet. He just likes her. Why won't she give him a chance? The girl said no. Her daddy kicked him out the house and he kept coming back. Like, yeah, but also the other side of that coin, though, when he came back as uh, uh, Stefan Urkel, Urkel, you know, uh, for everybody that doesn't know, like Urkel, uh, Family Matters is the character uh, of Urkel, and Urkel is this nerdy, super nerdy black boy who is like, you know, his pants are pulled up to his nipples. He got suspenders on to keep him up. He has the big giant windshield glasses sweet as he could be I you know as they were portraying him but he's not picking up the personal cues he's not picking up the hey I don't actually like you but at the same time the other side of that coin is is this guy is presented as the most undesirable fucking guy who just likes a girl mm-hmm. and she is habitually turning him down because he's not the the picture of the fine black man that she is like wants to see or or would like to have on her arm you know so Uh he's a dork he's real smart he's you know uh probably neurodivergent that's a whole other episode we can get into Uh that as well um so that dynamic at the same time you know, it's harmful for both sides of the story. It's Absolutely. so, it's super fucking harmful for both sides of the story because Laura, again, she is that dark skinned girl. She, oh, she cute as she could be. And, you know, she got some big straight teeth and her smile is the most and she just doing it and she wholesome and the girl next door. But also painted as true because she I, won't give him a chance. And painted as the proof because she won't give him a chance until he turns into super fly, super fly, stiff Stefan Urkel, and he takes them glasses off his Steve Urkel's cousin or alter identity or whatever the fuck ever. <laughs> but whatever, you know, ridiculous whatever, whatever ridiculousness was going on. One, two, skip a few. He come back. He's super fly. He got his. Uh, tweed suit on and he's like hey Laura can I get at you and you know she think he fine 
And I think that that is super fucking harmful too, because it's, it's like, uh, you know, nose in the books all the time. I have, you know, my nose is too big. I can't eat. You know, I'm too light-skinned. My teeth is straight. I ain't never had braces. So every something is wrong with me at every turn. I can't just exist mm-hmm. in the world. I can't just exist in the world and have somebody choose me because I just fucking exist in the world and I make you smile. And doesn't it give credence to um, y'all don't want a good man? Y'all don't want a good man. Y'all don't want a nerdy man. Because sometimes the good man is the nerd. Y'all don't want a nerdy man. Y'all always going for... Um, the bad uh, boy. The, the super smooth. Who got you know, he got... And he knows, like... How to please women, by the way. But, <laughs> he already knows. One of the reasons why... If we're going to go deep into that, they probably need somewhere to stay. So fucking for currency. (laughs) If I had pearls, I would clutch them. (laughs) Hey, one, a black comedian, he's on Instagram. And he talks about this shit, and I love it. He said, I used to be one of the motherfuckers. A homeless motherfucker got the best dick ever. Ever. Because <laughs> they, they got nothing to lose and everything to gain. We got to put you in the right mind frame to let me come in here and lay on your couch. Uh-huh. Correct. Okay. So that thought process, but do you agree with D? Both all of the messages that was transmitted from that setup was just harmful. And I do think is it that it lends it to the argument, y'all don't want a good man. Because see, a good man physically presented, nerdy, maybe overweight, not as physically attractive. Mm-hmm. Right. And so that's a good man. Because you mm-hmm. know. Men can talk about women's weight all day long, but Fat mm-hmm. Joe is all right. Big Pond is all right. Britt Ross is all right. Not saying that y'all ain't dying from a heart attack <laughs> like men in second by second. Mm-hmm. But the same is not put on them. Because anybody can get a woman, right? A man can uh, present themselves any kind of way. It really can. And do. And if we are talking about Hollywood, still, we can, it's still, it's right there. It's right there. Those can look, whew, <laughs> they can be out here. Mm-hmm. But women, but women, like, we can go down the list of how, like, women are treated. And, like, shit, Lizzo at the top of the list right now. Oh, but Lizzo's ancestors. They got oh, their hands oh, on her. She the they time. don't play by their baby. They a win not. is a win is a win. They a don't win. play by their baby. Is a win is a win. And so, and, and like, again, by Davis, as we were talking about um, Woman King, like, you know, how dare a dark-skinned woman be at, at the forefront of a film that's making a killing, by the way. <laughs> that was like, far and away the most beautiful I've ever seen her. And I think she's an extraordinarily beautiful woman, but I think she's an incredible actress. Like I really started loving her with how to get away with murder. 
right. um, you know, I've been, I've seen her in all, everything since then, but you know, she was something about incredible. her. Incredible. She's incredible herself. Just, she yes. was put here to do what she does. But the harmfulness of all of these images, right, coming from Hollywood and our favorite Black shows that yeah. marked our childhood, that marked our childhood and our, you know, young adulthood. Let's not leave out a different world. Let's not leave it out. Let's not leave it out. <laughs> colorism was, okay, colorism Ooh. was rampant in the- Listen. The Cosby Show, because how, even though, disclaimer, we're all Black, Black people come in the same family, so many different shades. The ancestors be throwing back babies. Right. They be throwing back babies. Baby, them jeans be coming through sometimes. You get like, they oh, do. okay, where did you pop up from? Let's look down the tree. You know, yeah. but... Because I always was like, Claire, Bill, how do y'all get all these biracial babies? <laughs> and we saw the grandparents. Okay, so let's start with the colorism there. But yeah. the way colorism played out in a different world. Oh, it was incredible. In Incredible. Yeah. But I mean, we could take that back to school days, though. Like, we could take that back to school days, though. But how many people have seen school day? I remember looking at school days, but now I don't think people really looked at the first school days to see how Mm -hmm. And like, listen, I mean, I might be dating myself or whatever, but like, you know, that's the oh, shit I grew up with, school days, okay? And the colorism and, like, put, like everybody gets to s- decide who's light-skinned. So you ain't dark enough. Right. So they decide for you. Yes, certainly. Somebody else decides for you. And then, you know, because you just in trouble for existing at that point. And that is colonialism, folks, and pervasiveness in our own fucking community. Absolutely. Because you a house nigga. Mm-hmm. Or you a field Don't nigga. edit that out. Don't edit that out. <laughs> but we got a different you a house nigga or you a field nigga and right. ain't no in between. But also Martin. And Martin. Martin was revered, revered. And Pam got nothing but shit. From Listen, Pam and Nene across the hall, they ain't got shit from nobody. The mm-hmm. way that they were treated, the way that they, you know, he, he talked about her like a fucking dog all the yeah. time, and you ugly, and you this, and you that. I mean, we could go down the line. Fucking Sanford and Son, he did the same thing to uh, Aunt Esther. George Jefferson <laughs> did the same and thing to Florence. <laughs> like, we could just go down the motherfucking line. But can we also go into the new comedians of the day mm -hmm. that, especially the IG comedians, the TikTok comedians that ain't got no business Mm -hmm. of their own, 
but their jokes is surrounded around black women and them coming out and hitting wigs and mimicking black women behavior or so they mm. say black women behavior once again they have no business of their own to talk about <laughs> to make jokes about coming back to the black woman particularly the dark-skinned black woman mm-hmm. being the ball of the jokes and the standard bearer of the abuse mm-hmm. yep entertainment we're far we're getting too far we're doing too much we're getting ahead <laughs> of ourselves and they've got to be there as comedians yes. they have to be the standard bearer comedians yes. always swear we get to tell the truth but nobody else does because that's comedy they have to be the ones to bring us back down and make us laugh about it in the process so we don't feel as threatened like when you right. say the last diatribe to someone and put lol on the end ain't shit funny Ain't shit funny. Ain't shit funny. Nope. Ain't shit funny. And it goes like the point Liz, is what Hollywood is afraid of, right? The rise of the empowered single woman who can create a life of family, of community, absent that of a starring male role. Right. They gave Murphy Brown shit for that. If we're getting out of black entertainment, let's get out of let's Dan, just go all the way. Dan, Dan <laughs> yeah. Filleted her for that. Filleted her for that. Her own, for doing her own thing as a single woman. They gave her so much shit for that. Absolutely. And that was 30, 30 years ago. That was 30 years ago. They don't exactly. want to. They, they, it is not in the best interest of society as a whole. And this goes to my work in education. It is not in the best interest of society as a whole to make sure that all are free, to make mm-hmm. sure that all are educated, to make sure that all, all are educated. It is not. They have, they have a different idea of when they say all, they mean all white people. Uh huh. Of course. Specifically, when they all say all, all white men. Exactly. Uh-huh. Yeah. They. Uh, they have to be the most comfortable, the right. most educated, the most like, you know, you ever had a 27 year old white man tell you that we're 100% progressive because you're not a slave anymore? Baby, we don't live on the same motherfucking planet, clearly. <laughs> Sit down somewhere. But, but this, what, is, also, this is the, the shit point. that they're outside. To, this is the that shit I'm not owned. Like, that, that's the bare motherfucking minimum. And that like like when you when you like pause in those moments and, and receive this information, that is the true picture of what they believe. <laughs> so like and it's pervasive. So it doesn't stop. This shit is continually continuously passed on. It's like, you know, look, we're we're hundred percent progressive in this country. Never mind that we have just witnessed Roe versus Wade being overturned, and that's for all women, not just women of color, but we are affected the most, right? Women of color, and they um, already didn't give a damn because lynching them, was just made. I have the highest maternity death rate in this nation. Go this ahead, nation. I just wanted to make that point. <laughs> but lynching 
just now being made illegal in what 2019 2020 some shit like that lynching lynching which we know <laughs> lynching was legal all this time if you lynch a black person it's fine a black and person in particular saying to yes white men that is the goal to keep them at top right but they are also the weakest link men are also the weakest link if you cannot exist without the supporting cast Mm. if you need the supporting cast to operate in your life in supporting roles so you can be your best you are the weakest fucking link well i'm gonna have to find some sort of like gong to put in there (laughs) (laughs) because damn Mm -hmm. (laughs) and so the 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 totality of all of this is that hollywood is afraid not just of powerful single women but they are horrified of empowered black women not just Empo- powerful, but empowered. Empowered. Mm-hmm. Empowered. Because it was nothing like when Shonda Rhimes gave ABC the deuces over two fucking VIP tickets for her kids at Disney. I'm the fucking money maker for ABC. Correct. And you giving me shit. And I'm so happy she thought about that shit. And through the deuces, Nicole Hannah-Jones, I'm so happy you thought about that shit. And through the deuces, CNC, um, UNC. Mm -hmm. And made us think about it. Not just those deuces. Let's make us think about it. Let's make a motherfucking scene. Shit. Allison Felix. Yep. Serena Williams. Everybody. Lizzo, you go ahead and play his motherfucking flute. Dig him up and play his bones. Mm-hmm. Yep. In front of everybody. But no, this is the thing. Nobody knew the fucking flute existed. I want right. to know what else the damn Library of Congress got. And I live down the road from it. I live in DC. <laughs> I got to go there and just see what the fuck y'all got. Please. Oh. We end up with these historical experts. Yeah. The same ones who are trying to tell us about the Dahomey tribe and why that they part. want to be the woman king. We have these historical experts who all of a sudden want to use that. Hmm. And what it is, it just ends up being a toxic fandom. It just ends up, that's the next webinar I'm giving in my business. Like that's, it's a toxic fandom. These same people who will say, well, this character has always been white. Why are they black? It's the same thing that they're doing. The Dahomey mm-hmm. tribe is bad. I don't want to see a woman lead this movie. That's a mm. historical object. I don't want to see a woman play that flute. These people well, are Thor is a historical motherfucking object. Come on now. He out here partying the fucking Metallica. Shut up. Quit playing with me. You know, I know we're primarily thinking about Black women in Hollywood, and I totally agree, because I'm looking at it. I see it, right? One of the things, I am such a huge Game of Thrones fan, more so George Martin. Yeah. I want to talk about season eight. Which is why you need to come to my town because, you know, he be around here. He just be sitting out here. He's not to die ball. of what they did to the women characters. Oh my God. been so strong through the run of this show. And mm-hmm. every 
last female character went down because of penis. Your girl mm. did. Oh, I don't forgot her name. Who? Sansa? No. The star? <laughs> <laughs> no, not Sansa. Um, it was Khaleesi. Danny. No, not Danny. Danny's right hand woman. Oh, oh no, oh, not oh. her. She got beheaded. But for the most part, I'm but still, that. but like she got beheaded though. That hurt my soul because she was a real one. That Listen, she was holding it fucking down. Okay, like you can't even have these slaves without her. She was. She was. Um, Masandra. 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 Yeah, it's like she. Um, but I looked at when it started to go dark leading mm -hmm. up to that point, you know, like the treatment of the women, the yeah. treatment of the women. Even when you look at Cersei, who we all love to hate, she was not- Y'all should see our faces. <laughs> look, love me so She yeah, was listen. the most politically strategic mastermind. But the way it comes off in the show, she was just evil. Yeah. Yeah. You know. In the first episode, you play the Game of Thrones, you win or you die. She said that in the first episode. In the very first the damn was about. Exactly. And how can and how she was treated out on faulty infrastructure. Mm -hmm. The fucking collapse of the wall. This heifer has been the bane of this show. And you couldn't think of anything better than her wrapped up with her incestuous baby daddy and they dying together. Once again, going back to the thought process of wrapping all of this up neatly mm -hmm. with men with man being centered. Being between Brianna, the only female knight who fought off a bear. Oh, you oh so that broke my heart. Bannister? Oh. You have her in the snow crying over a man? That broke my heart in a hundred different ways. Because mm. I had been there, but also I didn't want her to be there. I didn't want that Dang. for her. I no. didn't want that for her. No. Oh, that broke my heart. Oh, God, no. that broke my heart so bad. The, the one that took me was the Red Wedding. Mm-hmm. The red motherfucking wedding. This this gal, she out here making magic and shit. She doing what she got to do. She living her life. She get wrapped up with this dude. <laughs> she get wrapped up with this dude. She pregnant with his baby. Then some family motherfucking drama. She end up dead. Her and her baby. Y'all need to quit playing with me. <laughs> and it goes back to, I mean, I... I like I got I was so invested into the game of thrones. I've read the books. I was just so invested into this. So like that last season, y'all, I was so disheartened on that. I haven't even went back and looked at anything else. And I was the person on YouTube. Let me look at the theories. Now I don't think that that blah blah blah. Like I am invested in this show. But what it took for me, how they took these women and made them pawns in a man's game. Mm -hmm. But again, supporting support. This is how we are seen. Period. We yeah. are supporting roles to prop other motherfuckers up so they can live their best motherfucking life. 
we're emotional at our expense but we're too emotional to say for certain what we would want what we would love what we would desire what world we would create that would include everyone you at my table and you hungry you finna get fed the collective collective said once black women are free we will all be free i'll be free yep because we don't we gonna we're gonna do it that's what we do we nourish nourish replenish grow expand create that is what we are here for Mm -hmm. and also because of how they view us and because of all these messages that are constantly on loop nobody is really looking at the correlation of violence against women to the messages that's being received the hate to bring this back to game of thrones everybody when danny popped off on drogon and burnt mm-hmm. everything down and said the hell with surrender now mm-hmm. she's crazy no that's trauma. that's trauma mm-hmm. and how the hell are you going to get the fuck away with doing this shit just by raid waving the white flag there's going to be hell to pay and we're supposed to forgive he- we're we supposed oh, to be nice about it. Oh, we're supposed to forgive you. We're supposed to kill oh, her. I don't want you to be mad at me because you don't burn my house down. Don't mm-hmm. do that. Don't yell at me in public. Oh my god. Meanwhile, <laughs> your dumbass ain't apologized or taking accountability for the shit you did. So what? Your house got burnt down. Good. No. Yeah. It led to her death and everybody's like, oh, that's so bad, but she would have been a poor queen. When we seek power, when we seek empowerment, when we seek to enrich ourselves with all of these resources, the way that we are viewed as threats that can be taken out and people not be held accountable because you cannot tell me what is it like every five hours a woman, particularly a black woman, is killed by an intimate partner in the United listen. States? Listen. Listen. Mm. And particularly, what it was a story this weekend. Was it out of Chicago? Don't don't quote me what it was out of. Young woman be a young guy on the basketball court. I saw that. 21. He went home, got his gun, came back and shot and killed her because and a female. As a family friend. What? A friend of the family. Yep. What? Yeah. Why am I not surprised? Because again, I don't know what the percentage is, but men think they could beat Serena Williams. Men who ain't ever played a motherfucking game of tennis think they can beat her at tennis. This woman who is a world-class fucking athlete and this motherfucker who been sitting on his couch think he can beat her and it goes the messaging messaging. and i think this is too when we see how men are falling out right you in their mind women must be inferior to me Mm -hmm. but when i get pushed out of that role because like the podcast guys, people with the mic, 
what I'm hearing in the hurt feelings is like, you're not top dog. So you're engaging any type of material, like military strategic attack, strategic attack. How do I wound them enough to make them think or to uh, make them make space for me again and accept my subpar bullshit? Mm-hmm. how do I strike that one you're gonna die alone oh okay you're gonna be the cat lady okay I already got one I can start it we good motherfucker listen <laughs> it's not working anymore so I think their attacks are getting even more detrimental mm-hmm. right yes. and we can even say even too like I I just I don't know if you watched Teresa the She-Hulk, but even that last episode of She-Hulk and Daredevil was there. And then the thing that disappointed me about it was that they went with the rhetoric of calling her a slut at the end and that she was so upset about it. Sorry for any spoiler alerts, folks, but get y'all shit together. Watch these shows. Anyway. (laughs) Well, I think Uh, it was that less about them calling her that and more about the gross invasion of her privacy the gross well yeah yeah the gross invasion of her privacy but also it's like them using that as a, a shaming device in this day and age y'all but man, you're, gonna use, also- you're gonna use that as a shaming device you're gonna like you know like we can't Hold just enjoy up. ourselves we can't Hold just be up. doing some fucking shame is a tool that is heavily utilized in the black community. Come oh, on, absolutely. Come on. Melissa Harris talked about it in Sister Citizen. Shame is political and it has a purpose. Come on, somebody. It absolutely does have a purpose. And even that goes back to our last episode when we were talking about Monica Lewinsky. And like, so it's not, you, you know, we, we ain't pulling no punches here. It's for everybody. And Shame so, is used for compliance. Yeah, absolutely. Ooh. And so, you know, while I love the show, The Hulk, and I'm so like enamored that they brought the Daredevil in and stuff, but and the way that like, they did, woo, the way woo, that they did, it was like, exactly. I screamed. I was like, my food came in here. Wait, wait, listen. He opened them doors. I was like, hallelujah. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> I can hear their anyway. heartbeat. I can hear yours too. It's beating fast. Hey, I haven't watched it yet. Uh, Matthew you. Murdoch, did you hear me? Did you hear me? Cause listen, <laughs> I was I was covering up my heart like, oh, right. Oh, he had heard. He thinking too loud. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry not to spoil it for you, but anyway, um, yeah. So that it's like just even that current like them even picking that as 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 a point of like oh i'm gonna add this in and like i'm gonna smear campaign her and i'm like wow that was easy (laughs) that's the easy way out (laughs) particularly sexuality for women has been controlled absolutely right because if we take ownership of our own sexuality we also take ownership of our reproductive health yeah yeah right um, going back to the thought process of like a lot of my friends are expressing that got married yeah they wish they had a slut phase I thoroughly enjoyed my slut phase thoroughly and now <laughs> I'm be- where they used to criticize me and I have very open friends we are very open I didn't care 
right? Because I'm living my best life. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Uh, And that slut phase, to be clear, came after the toxic relationship, right? So I'm all ball to the walls out here. Let me, I'm (laughs) testing menus left and right. You know what I'm saying? Um, and when I engaged in that behavior, okay, I took more ownership. I took ownership of my reproductive system, right? Because I don't want no kids from this, right? So I control when I get pregnant. I control when I have sex. I control whether or not I want to have sex with you or not, right? So if these messages that we've been bombarded with, that men have been at the center, should be at the center, all of that wipes it out. Because I'm no longer worried about whether or not you need sex. Mm. Your need for sex does not supersede my need of whether or not I want to have sex. Uh, mm. Mm. (laughs) And when we are empowered and knowing I'm not dependent upon you financially, right? My household is going to run with or without you. Mm-hmm. So I no longer feel obligated to ensure that your sexual needs are met. They, that hurts them. I also, if it ain't banging, I'm very comfortable to tell you, you know what? That ain't here. You need to shore that up. Hey. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> You need to share that up, mm-hmm. you know. And what gives? And what gives me all of that? Why? Why? What gives me all of that? I made six fucking figures a year. Nope. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> I drive what the fuck I want to drive. I eat what I want to eat. Go where you want to go. Have sex when you want to have sex. Your presence needs to be better than my solitude that's right it needs to be better than the solitude and so to be worth me giving up my time with my best friend who is me it needs to be worth it and if it is not we're not i'm not going to waste your time you're not going to waste mine we ain't going to waste no time at all because you know for me it's like that's the shit you can't get back i can't get back my time Time is the one thing (laughs) that we cannot get back in this world. Like, I can't get back my time. So, like, don't be coming over here with your bullshit and trying to waste my time. Like, I'm going to be mad about that. And then don't you be up in your feelings because I'm mad about that. Like, I, I have a very, I have a clear right to be upset with somebody who's wasting my fucking time. Anybody, whether it's my child, whether it's my spouse, whether it's some dude down the street that I'm talking to for five minutes or less, you know, like if you, if you're here to waste my time, get out of my, get out, get away from me because I'm into beautiful connections. If you ain't bringing your whole motherfucking self here, I don't want it. Go away from me. I don't want it. But going back to how we open up this with Hollywood. And all of these black shows we've talked about, right? Men have not been required, nor is it shown that they bring their full wholehearted selves to the table. 
and we're supposed to be okay with because that's the message right and we're supposed I, to just take I, care of them and raise them love and again them best of all how you get this girl out of her bed she got her on a whole ass scholarship and you talking about she ain't supporting you enough and she got curfew tuition is being paid because i got curfew for a basketball scholarship what are you talking about it makes me mad every time it <laughs> makes me so angry <laughs> i really what? don't we love that damn movie and I'm like, <laughs> it just makes me so mad and we sit here crying i'm gonna play you for your heart if you don't take your ass home I just don't. Uh, and then after embarrassing her, playing the one-on-one, as she's walking off, after you've crushed her enough, all right, we got a chance. The other mm. thing. <laughs> Because I just, I'm, I'm sorry, but like the other thing going back to the movies of our childhood is that when we talk about women who step away, when we talk about women who realize this isn't working, I'm leaving. Movies, specifically children's movies, present this toxic notion that in the end, divorced parents will reconcile. Oh my so God. You've got, think about the parent trap. Think about all these movies. So you've got women who have decided that they have had enough, that they are moving on, that it doesn't serve them. Yeah. And then mm. because the kids will it so. Yeah. The parents decide they can make it work. So that gives men this unrealistic expectation. Mm -hmm. And then they give children this unrealistic that if I just and then it puts this pressure on the children that I didn't do enough to keep my parents together. And that was in an episode of Blackish, which shattered my heart because. His run, his own Drake Jr. did everything he thought he could and needed to, and his parents still broke up. Yeah. And he it it ruined his graduation night because he's like, I did what I was supposed to do, and y'all still it still didn't work out. Children and don't deserve that pressure. That episode so, tore me up. And my, yeah. my Adam was like, Mommy, are you okay? And I was broken because I I I never felt like, I mean, my parents divorced when I was older. And yeah. so I didn't feel like I wasn't doing enough, but mm -hmm. I have felt that pressure of yeah. doing everything so that the adults are okay. So I have that felt the adults that are okay. And no, yeah. it's not, it's not for, it's not for kids. And I felt so bad for junior in that moment. Cause I'm like, this is your graduation. This is your moment. And you yeah. deserve that. And you didn't get that. Oh God, my heart broke. That. And that same thing of like the parents not being able to be in the same room. And so like, you, you know, that has affected me in my adult life. Like my daughter died and my parents came, which neither one of them would have been there without my friends, by the way. Like they just wouldn't have been present if they hadn't physically been brought, brought together together and then like the way my mom acted when my dad was there and she was like was anybody going to tell me that he was coming and I'm like it's my daughter's fucking funeral ma'am I'm sorry that Why? we have time to make you comfortable in this moment I'm, of I'm, are you exactly right like, are you are you joking right now you know and she went on like this through the whole week of like making me feel bad about like 
people being in the house and they were making too much noise and like <laughs> you know i'm like dude my daughter just died and i have to bury her and um you're sad you're mad or whatever the fuck you are because my father is here which by the way again my father and i had a very tumultuous relationship i was the parent most of the time in this mm -hmm. i was chasing him to make him see me until one day i realized like i didn't miss any of my life like motherfucker if you want to know about me then you need to come to me period from now on I'm not calling you anymore. You need to call me on my birthday. It was like this whole thing of like, he never called me on my birthday ever. And I called him to remind him that it was my birthday. And so that he could say happy birthday and then, you know, <laughs> go on about whatever. Anyway, you know, it was several instances like that in my life where it's like, I was put in that position to make sure that my parents were okay with each other. And then, you know, my dad didn't come to my wedding and my own kids who we are both very present parents for them that they want to make sure that we're okay. You know, and I have to frequently tell them, this is not your job. Boo. We're, my we're my okay. emotions are not for you. You, yeah. you please. I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm going, and, and my son though, he don't take, I'm okay for an answer. He's like, I just know you're not okay. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I, that's cool, but it's not your job to make, to make me okay. It's my job to make sure you're okay. And even that yeah. job has limitations. That part. Ooh. That. No, I was just like that, all of how that is summarized and kids taking care of your parents, this is a byproduct of messaging, but mm -hmm. also a byproduct of a lack of emotional intelligence. Ooh, ooh. Parents making their children their confidants when they shouldn't be. Come on, somebody. Parents hey. talking around their children in a manner or having conversations that should not be had around children. And it's a lack of parental care and protection because a child's childhood should not be marred by your messy love affair or your messy life because they don't deserve your bullshit because you can't get your shit together in your adulthood enough to say, bitch, maybe I need to go to therapy. <laughs> If your friends are not mirroring you and you don't have an honest friend up in that group, if you can't afford therapy, I need some new damn friends that's going to tell me the truth. <laughs> and I need to stop wilding out because children only can get or be given what we give them. Come on. Mm -hmm. So are we going to make them emotionally inept? And I am a product of that. Like my mother was married to, is married to an alcoholic. I can remember being, I think I was in ninth grade. I told my mom in front of her sisters, I think you should get a boyfriend. I think you'll be happier. I remember saying that to her. I should have been a damn light bulb that went off to me. I probably didn't give a fuck about marriage then.
remember my mom, she didn't say anything. She just kind of laughed it off. But her sister was like, listen to your daughter. She said, you need a boyfriend. Because I saw my mom emotionally being unfulfilled and having a partner. I was her little, you know, sidekick. What are we doing today? Oh, what are we doing this weekend? Are we doing this? Are we doing that? Especially when my brother left. And it's, all, it's six years a difference between us. So it's almost like being reared as two separate children, you know, cause he was out of the house the whole six years before I was, I was in middle school and he went to college. So yeah. I got the saw And I think during that time, what I got, the rawness and the, the lack of emotional care that who was my mom. I saw that. And so for people who are engaging in these relationships or even, and not even just relationship, everyday life, there are little sponges around us <laughs> and it behooves us to try to develop some type of emotional intelligence because you want them to have a better emotional repertoire to yes. be able to oh when something is not working I just don't stick it out for the kids yeah don't do mm -hmm. that the kids is who you the damage with this bullshit <laughs> the kids are who you can damage with this bullshit and it's mm -hmm. okay to show them something different it is okay um, develop, as development mentally appropriate to because they're not going to understand everything and like I was saying earlier hindsight is 2020 I know for a fact my parents didn't have any fucking business doing what they did <clears throat> I don't fault them for any of it I don't judge them anymore because of it um because now I get it now I understand now I'm like oh but <laughs> oh <laughs> I see y'all and I'm sorry that that was a situation that you all had to be in, you know, and extending comfort and, and, and compassion now to them, you know, as I have said, again, my mother and I are estranged, but that does not mean that I cannot extend compassion to the person she was to me prior to her last offense. Yep. And it just... Yes. Everything, once again, is Hollywood reinforcing. Mm -hmm. Don't necessarily serve us. Yeah. I mean, I was home this summer with my mom. She went through some health issues. We TV, Lifetime Movie Network. <laughs> it's hard. You understand me? The messaging that is coming lifetime movie network <laughs> listen that used to be the joint in my mom at my mama house but now again i can see why she liked it because it was something she never had it was shit she never experienced it was like oh my god if i could idealize this this very romantic life and this is very this from what the fuck I have to deal with all the time then by all means <laughs> like let's go I get it now now I get it but you are correct this shit is like 
it, it's reinforcing some really unrealistic shit for us. Yeah. Unrealistic <clears throat> shit and some toxic behavior. Oh, the man that just shows up at your job with flowers, you know, like we said about Urkel. Oh, he just mm-hmm. shows up with flowers. Oh, he's so sweet. Oh, he just shows up where you're having lunch. Let me buy you lunch. He's so sweet. He just shows up. No, he's a fucking stalker. Right. Okay. So I want to stop you right there because I asked you before, did you watch that show? You, <laughs> and Liz, I don't know if we've talked about this I did this not before. watch you, no. Okay. There's so scary I, stuff as it I, is. It's, 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 it's very interesting. And it, if you can catch a few episodes, like, I think you'll, <laughs> you'll know what I'm talking about right when you get past the first two, three episodes, but this is so interesting because I frequently say to people that they want a stalker. This is the this is the shit that they are perpetuating. They're not calling it stalking, but they're like, oh, you want to be the center of my universe, and I got to know what you you know everything about you and this and that and other. And it's the cultivating of. And then when somebody shows up that way, we slam them for it. Let me tell you something. When, it is because we do not see positive portrayals of men in real life mm-hmm. so fake any attention for good attention that part he pays as much he pays enough attention to me to know where i eat he must mm-hmm. really like me and it's the shit that we hear as little kids if he is beating you up if he's picking on you he likes you it's the right shit you get from young from a young age if he's pulling your hair he likes you if he's the conditioning up, exactly so he knows where you eat he he know all of your friends he knows your favorite book he know it, it, like all of these things and he's tending to you and this is what this man is doing essentially if we take the idea of stalking out of it and we look at the behaviors that they praise in romantic relationships it is that of which they want somebody to create them as the center of the motherfucking universe you want them to know what you eat where you eat where you buy your underwear where you do do this that and etc they want men to read their minds and have shit available for them but if they do that they are automatically assumed to be a stalker (laughs) like oh you're a stalker and oh you're oh and it's that dichotomy of like, oh, I want, it's the double-edged sword of, I want you to know everything about me and do all of these wonderful things. But if they actually do those things, they, you're doing too much. You're stalking me. You're, oh my, you, you are, you know, you don't want me around my friends. (laughs) Like, so it's those same things, but like that stalkery type behavior, that shit's not normal. (laughs) That's not normal making somebody the center of your universe is not normal mm-hmm. and i think the messaging too is they didn't gain this information through dialogue with you that's right, right. that that is the insidious part of it and i think where hollywood completely gets it wrong and how it shows up for people. It's not like you like, you know what? I would love to talk with you. I just think you're a cool person. Can we exchange numbers? And through dialogue, you discover what my favorite restaurant is and you bring up, you, you have food delivered for me. 
like, hey, you just said this. After I have disclosed to you where I work at. After I created an environment of safety where I feel like you can have this information, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. That is not the conversation. <laughs> like, <laughs> that is not the conversation. Right. That is but, that's, but that's the thing that I'm talking about. Those are the essential behaviors that we want in somebody. And so like, it just depends on how we're rationalizing it and how we're saying, you know, oh, if he's talked to me about it and it's fine for him to do that, or if, you know, but the messaging is to men or, or folks who do some stalking like that, the messaging is, you need to know where she worked. You need to know what she eat. You need to be tending to every single fucking need. And like them thinking that this is what people want. And that's the messaging that's being presented on both sides of it. And so, you know, that's what is essentially killing us as a society is that these expectations and demands that we have on somebody to take care of all of our needs to mm -hmm. take care of them and be mind readers even and not having to ask and not having to do that investigation and that commentary or that conversation about asking where's your favorite restaurant I will have something delivered to you because mm -hmm. I know it'll make you smile you know so I don't know I don't know. I have I have such mixed feelings about this, but you all definitely should check out you. Um, Joe be on it. <clears throat> I love that Joe be on it. Joe be on it. Like I, I oh, he is extra creepy. But again, it's like looking at it through this lens of like, wow you know I'm seeing a lot of parallel activity of like what monogamous relationship should be in this theme in this context of this show mm -hmm. who is primarily about a stalker right <clears throat> I think that Hollywood, despite it, in spite of itself, is so committed to these tropes and these, these old reliable things that they have had to lean on. That even, in, like we talked about insecure, like even when they have the chance to show us something different, they still have to fall back on it just so they don't lose that 10% of viewers, viewership that is expecting old faithful. And it's a true disservice. Um, it's a true disservice because we could really show ourselves, we could open the door to something new and it often gets shit on. And it really does. It often gets people, people give it shit because that toxic fandom comes back up. This isn't what I'm used to seeing. What are you doing? This isn't what I signed up for. What are you doing? And they drag it and they go and they rate bomb these things like they did with the woman king, like they did with She-Hulk. They start giving it one star so people don't watch it before it even comes out when yeah. you try something different. And it just takes so much fortitude to do the thing that people need to see that it's exhausting. And, you know, it's exhausting for showrunners and I credit them for pushing through like Gina Prince by the wood 
or, you know, I just really credit her for pushing through and making the movie she wanted to make because we needed to see it. You know, we look at to see what it. gave Ryan Coogler for Black Panther. Oh my God. Look what it, look what was able to be born from that. Like, look at, look at what we have gotten in Black cinema since February 18th, 2018. Look, look at, at what we have gotten in Black cinema. We I hold mean, ourselves to a higher standard at this point. Like you have to make something worth us coming to see, you know? And if it's not, we'll tell you. We will tell you. And that's, you know, and that's that's the thing I commend Jordan Peele for. Um, oh my God, you know, I am very much into psychological thrillers, not just this horror massacre, bloody everything but this man makes horror for black people <laughs> oh yeah and so you know regardless of his personal life regardless of his uh, whatever is going on um his work speaks for itself so what's going on in his personal life <laughs> <laughs> what do you, mean? you know i don't know i guess people are just now finding out that his wife is white and that his mom is are white and this? i'm like are we doing that are people doing yeah, that they are doing this. They are doing this. They are doing it. So what's her name with um Abbott Elementary? What's her name? Quinta. 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 Oh my they're god. I love Quinta so much. Right now, like people found out her husband is white. But that was also the topic of manosphere. Like, oh, I can only imagine how black men are portrayed. And I haven't watched Abbott Elementary. Like, just disclaimer, I just don't watch a whole lot of TV or movies. Just my life is not set up like that anymore. Um, But I'm I'm on social media. And I mean, that was just a, <laughs> a huge thing. Like, if people were, just, were really doing the shit they needed to do in their own lives, they would find that they have a lot more business to mind than they think. <laughs> Listen, so much business to mind. Y'all got so much shit to do other than minding other folk business. It's, my, it's ridiculous. How about so say, I don't you know, gossip because I'm too busy. Like, people ain't busy enough. Well, not only that, but like, if you've been a fan of Jordan Peele, you know. You just know. That's why like, I'm like, welcome, are people doing this in 2022? Like, we welcome knew to the party. <laughs> welcome to the party, y'all. <laughs> like, we knew. On. We knew that. It's but also the that doesn't time. discredit him for what he has done for the black community for in film. Film, but it doesn't like. Uh, uh, but that will we will deviate. <laughs> this whole thought process that is just particularly towards black women who date out and who marry out right hashtag serena hashtag i love that for her okay. hashtag me hashtag fucking everybody i mean damn yeah hashtag even me because i primarily date out you know i primarily date out um and I'm an advocate for dating out for the simple fact of the matter is there are more black women than there are black men. Even if everybody paired up right here, right now, somebody's going to be left out in the cold and that's going to be black women. So Maybe. sis, if this is what you want, you is if the end goal is a relationship, expand the pool that you're swimming in. 
if the end goal in itself is a relationship, you need to swim in a bigger pool. And that's without adding all of the other factors that plague our community, that further decreases the availability of men to women. Okay, so let me just throw that out there. Um, but it's something to be said, it's another affront. You know, I think as black women, even though they do be dragging, because you know, they, the message is out there, black women, you need to do better. How can I do better when you outside shopping for somebody other than us? You know, you told me to choose better men. You told me to do this. You told me to do that. You know, then my question would be like, do you go to Comic-Con? You know, I, I mean, like, you go places where your interest is at, and these are the people you will find. <laughs> Jordan Peele, look at what he writes. Look at, like, his genre. Like, yo, were you at Comic-Con? Did you go to Dragon Con? Did you... <laughs> You about to get Liz excited. I just want you to know. <laughs> like, I'm gonna tell you right now. I dressed up. I dressed up for Liz today with my Marv T-shirt on. I was looking today at how to present at New York Comic Con next year. Today, I was looking at that. Mm -hmm. next year i want to go as uh poison ivy i found the costume i found yes. the body i want you know the red wig i believe in the fantasy i'm the person that love game of thrones i'm the person that love you know all of this fantasy medieval That's stuff right. and so I, the point i was just making is like when we find love outside of the structure of the black community how can you you're not in a position to to cater to us anymore you're not in a position to talk to us anymore oh yeah they are yeah they are because i love that for serena because serena did the fucking lead work with black men she did the lead work she put in the time yo Aaron Silvarga, I know him because I was a huge, I'm a huge football fan. You should come, the sis put in the time. <laughs> so you can't say that she didn't try. And once again, I just also, you know, <laughs> pedigree, social economic status. Hobby, oh, they don't want to talk about that. They don't want to talk about that. Now listen, Liz, the last episode, we was talking about price points and saying how gold diggers don't exist. And so, you know, price point is McDonald's and nails. Choose your price point. Choose your price point. Because again, it's like, if we are looking at it statistically, and if we are looking at it, you know, we want to go ahead and play that game and put a price to what the women provide at home. If they are a stay at home mom, it's upwards between 150 and $60,000 a year, even more easily, more. easily, but easily more. like bare minimum. I'm going to say that that's bare minimum 150, 160. 
bare minimum. And there's no one that's willingly going out and applying for a job that's 24 hours a day, 365 days a year for, let's say, 23 years. And that's 23 consecutive years. That's not 23 years spread out over 50 years. That's 23 consecutive years. That's from conception to when your ass is 23 years old and you on your feet, maybe, maybe. Maybe. Because, you know, this economy and this world we live in, and this is in the framework of like, oh, you're supposed to be out of the house by the time you're 18 and blah, 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 blah. You know, rather than that natural uh, village mentality of like you were in the village and you still need raising, <laughs> like, and you still need people to care for you. People, not just your mom, but you need your daddy, you need your auntie, you need your grandma, you need your uncle, you need your siblings, you need your cousins, you need everybody. That raising is continuous on all levels. And you're not expected to just do this alone when you turn 18 and you ain't been given any of the skills because we neglect teaching those at home. We expect teachers to teach them. Teachers don't have enough room or capacity in their schedules to do this because they, you know, it's laid on top of bullshit. Liz, you know more about this than I do. But, you know, I just am, I'm so sick of that rhetoric of like, oh, teachers need to be, life skills need to be taught at home. Shut the fuck up. Teach your kids how to do right. when they at home. Period. Teach your kids how to do dishes when they're at home. Teach them how to tie their shoes when they're at home. Mm -hmm. Stop expecting these educators to do what you should be doing at home. Fuck off. Last (laughs) night, I'm right, girl. Just talking to a girlfriend about my life, what's going on. We were just sharing. You know what I told her? I need a damn wife. (laughs) Mm hmm. I told her that. I said, I need a stay-at-home wife. I'm working 12 hours a day, seven days mm-hmm. a week. I got family coming in town on Friday. Yeah. This house got to get clean. Groceries got to get delivered because I have no time to leave the house. So, you know, Instacart. Mm-hmm. I got, for me, I need to do some laundry. I need support. So I get when men... What they don't get what I get about them, but they don't get it, right? right. <laughs> that support costs. That's why alimony exists. That's why alimony exists. There is nothing free. If I had a lovely wife in here right now, keeping <laughs> shit going, baby, where you want to go shopping at? Take the card. Because see, I'm working 12 hours a day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the money is here. If I don't have to worry about cleaning the bathroom right now this morning i went in the bathroom and sprayed the bathroom down with chemicals i have yet to go back in the scrub you know what i'm saying because like i had to get back on this laptop you know they (laughs) that labor that makes your life easy that you feel like you are just entitled to cost it costs Yes. Yes. Yeah. There's an opportunity cost. There's an economy of time. In order for us as women to do all of this, what are we not doing? What are we not sleeping? 
We are not sleeping. We are not working on our own thing. We are not taking care of ourselves. We are not seeing our friends. We are not. There's so, what does it cost? Your mental health. But nobody cares about that. Nobody cares about, about that. it. That you're being sensitive. So like or crazy. And they want to call you crazy. And they uh -huh. want to gaslight you into thinking that you should just be so fucking blessed to have children in a home and a husband. Mm -hmm. How dare you? Anyway, we've been at it for a while, y'all. We got to wrap this up. <laughs> and like, I'm so, we, uh, Liz, you have to come back. That's, I would love like, to. This was because, all. Oh. <laughs> because, all. Oh, we got so much deeper than I anticipated, but I loved every second of it. <laughs> We, we will probably make this two episodes, uh, honestly, because, you know, look, look, look at the universe and how <laughs> bring us all together to do what we like got to do. Like we started off talking about TV. We, we did. Yeah. Really and then, <laughs> <laughs> like, we did good. And then, so yeah, I loved it. We'd love to come back. Absolutely. Yes. Oh my gosh thank you so much for being here like you I again oh this is our segment where we about to honor our virtual relationships and friendships and and things for people because you know um in this culture that like we we say that virtual friends can't really be friends I I am going to tell you right now that I feel closer to a lot of my pocket friends than I do with the people that I have to commune with in person. Yep. And so for anybody out there thinking or letting somebody else invalidate their friendships that they have that are online, that are, that are, have been cultivated online. I don't know even how long we have been in communion with each other. Time has just kind of slipped away. It feels yeah. like forever. <laughs> <laughs> it does. It does. This is such a great discussion. It really has. I, because once again, I'm looking at things through more of a critical lens and where I'm at in life and, and behaviors that I'm encountering, even my behavior and my, my counter response to a behavior. Mm -hmm. It's just like, what, where you got this shit from? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's, and it's, it's around us, it's insidious, it's in the music today when Liz opened up, at least the 90s R&B was singing about love and heartbreak. Right. Liz, they were singing, that's why I think I love Mary J. Blige to this day. Because oh, when going through it, we knew when she was going through it. <laughs> yes. Happy, we knew when she was happy. Those, is, we experienced the full circle of dichotomy of emotions and Teddy Pentagrass, it was it was cool to sing the yo to sing them panties off. But also to admit that you had been a part of a love TKO. And also admit you was raggedy. Cause you know, Harold Melvin in the blue notes. And, oh wow. Love and happiness. Al Green. You know, you know Al got hit in the face with them grits, man. Them grits. I got burned. Al grits. <laughs> My entire life was Al grits. Al got burned. Al that's when he came to the church that's when he yes that's when he became a man of the cloth yes <laughs> them hot grits told them so you know them hot grits 
I mean, Ooh. we could go down the road, Lionel Richie, everybody. Shit, man. <laughs> what we get is not, particularly in R&B, as much as, and from men in, in the business, in the music game, right? Mm-hmm. Of talking about love. Yeah. Talking about love. Talking it's about just, love and sensuality. Bitches mm. ain't shit. Oh, they talking about hitting the pussy. But then right. to turn around and get five mad with Megan Thee Stallion when she talking about her pussy. I love Listen, Megan. So I love Nisa Meg the Stallion. Oh. I stand. Let me tell you. She so <laughs> just seems so sweet and so real. Even considering her trauma. People are not rec- recognizing this one lost her mother and her grandmother. And, and, and she like, got shot. Got shot. Behind Listen. that. Before that, you lose your mother and your grandmother, right? And, who, and she then was to it. she was very close to. Yes. And then get shot. And laughed at. And laughed at and ridiculed. Invalidated. Invalid all of those things. All of those things. Y'all don't come in here saying nothing about no Meg the Stallion. But, yeah, hey. we don't we don't we don't tolerate meg slander here we don't we do not but i just i look at it it's like once again when we take back our ownership of our somebody nay we took it back she takes it back it's yes. my pussy when my. she said that's the most expensive meal you ever gonna eat listen choose your price point choose <laughs> I be telling people, Katrina Laverne Taylor taught me. Trina raised me. Trina, Trina, Kim, <laughs> Foxy, they raised me. So when Megan is coming around now, I'm still here for the energy. I am still here for the energy. That to me, Trina, Kim, Foxy, that to me, peak, peak feminism. Because they, peak. peak feminism. Because they were unashamed to own their own pleasure. And if you, like we said earlier, if you were not bringing it, don't waste my time. I won't waste yours. You can go. You can go. Vincy Elliott said, I don't want no. Come on. <laughs> and so I, 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 I love it. I love that journey for girls and women right now that have Meg, that have Cardi, that have these women who are not apologizing about getting what they want, how they want it. Because why should we apologize? Why? Sure. Exactly. Why? But when, what, what, and that who, means we got to deconstruct shame. In the mm-hmm. end, who is that apology for? We have to deconstruct shame. Because once again, when we're not having men at the, the as the cherry on top, right? And children as the cherry on top. When on top. pleasure is the cherry on top. When I can be. say... I want you to park your Big Mac truck right up in here in this little garage or whatever she said in that song. In this lyrical ride, baby. I want you to touch that little thingy thing, thing, thing yep. in the back of my throat. Back of throat. Yes. Hey. You ain't got to ask him for a thing. He already made his mind up before he came. Before he came. He already Listen. made his mind up before he came. Already the made his mind point. up. Price Choose <laughs> your price and point. I, and I like it because... I need women to place more value on you. All right now. Like. Out of preach. My well, aunt, and, and value in the sense that you can actually ask what the, for what the fuck you want. That's value, the point. Not value. in the sense that, oh, 
I can be, I can do wife shit and I can have babies. Listen, baby, listen, listen. That's not the pinnacle of your motherfucking doubt. Please know that it is not. It's not. It is not. You for your boots and your coat. And know this. And it took an older girlfriend who's been married 25 years. Your man ain't going to be your everything. Everything. You're going to need your girlfriends. Mm -hmm. You're going to need them. You're going to need your support. You're going to need your squad. Your village. You're going to need it. But yeah, put more value. And that probably, you know, Liz, what Hollywood is afraid of too. Because if we put value on us, we start demanding, no, not demanding a seat at the table. We start building our own tables. You get, shut, you get shut out. That's correct. Yeah. Ain't but so many seats at the table that I'm building too. <laughs> what do you mean you don't need me? I know what you, I know what you need. I know I can help you get there. Let me help you. No, that mm -mm. comes with a play. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. And that's <laughs> and because what we, we have talked about social economic status, but the word we haven't used capitalism. We are in a capitalist yeah. society. Everybody wants their hand. And if we push you or we build our own table, therefore you don't have a seat at our table. Therefore you don't have access to the coins that this table is bringing in. Come on, access. Come on, access. Listen. Damn. Woo. Well. Yeah. <laughs> this is so y'all this has been fun now y'all know if y'all are still with us <laughs> what it costs to access this you know what i mean like and it's not just us it's, it's anybody if you're not treating people with the respect and admiration that they deserve get away from them correct get away from them you are wasting their time and their energy and your and own and you're on your level. Go find somebody. Right. Find somebody who's going to ride with you on, on your bullshit. Because you can only love people from as deeply as you love yourself or as deeply as you know yourself. So if you're not interested in getting to know yourself, if you riding with this thing of I like what my partner like and blah blah blah. That's, that's your business. That's yes. your business. Go over there. Because that's not what we're doing over here. You know, and here in the Pleasure Temple, we learn, grow, and we heal, period. Period. So, it's been thank you. <laughs> thank you, Liz, for joining us. Thank you us. so much for having me. Thank you. <laughs> it, was a great, it was so great to meet you, Liz, and, and just have the thoughtful conversation. Yeah. You know, like-minded people. So I really appreciate it. As we both was over here working at the same time. 